두둥. 넷플릭스. 두둥. 백을시 Yeah, yeah, be boss, bossing it up, Top G. This is the podcast. We're anti soy boy. This is the fucking. No, I'm pro soy boy. Yeah, uh, soy boy. Alpha male podcast. Podcast about being alpha male. We watched an old home. We watched an alpha ass movie in old homes. All the alpha males should be watching this shit. You got a fucking inspiring message for alphas like me. What's that? Like flowers and the Noah Holmes will take well, pity on you. I don't know. No, you gotta, um, you gotta decide to yourself who you're gonna be. Don't listen to society, alpha male shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not right. That's not. Isn't, alpha that, male shit. isn't that what they preach? Now I'm pretty sure it's like alpha male shit. Is you gotta always do what the alpha do male exactly say. what society tells men to do. Th- that's right. Oh, ooh, ooh. I guess ooh, I'm not an alpha male. Uh, not an alpha male, man. Omega male. <clears throat> I must be a better cuck. A beta soy cuck. You're a better cuck? I'm a better cuck than he is, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, no one's ever gotten as big a boner as me while watching my partner have sex with another man. I'm the best cuck. People can't get enough of my cuckoldry. Can't get enough till you cucked enough. <laughs> what color panties are you wearing? How long have you been wearing them? Uh, this is Content Sewer. It's an alpha male podcast about real alpha shit, like Netflix original films. I'm the alpha host, Kyle, and I'm here with my brother, who's also an alpha, Top G, Sean. Super alpha male. Got kids and stuff. Doesn't get more alpha than that, I think, right? Do you, I don't know. Do you have some kids? Yeah, he was blasting away inside of him. <clears throat> yeah, you just fucking hot, dropping hot loads. Except for a lot of these alpha males seem to um, not be attracted to women, strangely enough. You notice uh, that? Oh, secret gays. Well, not even that. It's, I think it's like... The weird asexualism? Or just like they've um, brainwashed themselves so much into hating women that they're no longer actually sexually attracted to women. Because yeah, yeah. they'll be like, yeah, you, if you think a woman who's got like any muscles, if she can bench press 100 pounds, fucking you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, women with muscles are uh, hot. It's cool though, because it works out so that like me being um like as sexual as I am, I'm like uh, radically sexual now. Um, this is like left wing sexualism. Uh, <laughs> Our normal amount of sexualism is yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, I, Women are just like so hot and beautiful, and I love them. And it's it's fucking radical now. That's soy boy shit. The radical soy boy I, shit. I don't know recording, but uh, <laughs> when I came across that fucking tweet where it's like, I can't even look after a, at a woman, at my girlfriend, for like three hours after I had sex with her. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, it's. Uh, why, I mean, why would I want to cuddle with this? It's some sort of creature that I just put coming. I think it's like so some weird. of that. Some of that is like people who haven't actually had sex before, and they're equating like their weird, guilty feelings after masturbating with sex, right? 
Oh. Or it might be conflation of the just guilt over sexual identity in general, because a lot of people, sex is a taboo for a lot of people in the United States, right? So they have some weird <laughs> guilt about having sex, but it's like, uh, no, sex rules. Um, it's good to have sex with women, men, whoever, whoever you want to have sex with. Um, it's good. And then afterwards, yeah, you can like cuddle, smoke a cigarette, um, you know, eat food, have more sex. You know what I mean? There's like nothing cooler than. Just hanging out. Uh, hanging out, banging out. Yeah, hanging and banging. I don't know what the deal is. It's pretty, it's pretty fucked up if you ask me. I mean, a lot of it uh, is, like I said, they uh, have brainwashed themselves into hating women so much that they are no longer straight. Or, so, or they just like see women as like such an unnecessary object or something. It's really... They're, yeah, they're an obstacle in, in their life instead of like... Yeah, it's really bad. I don't get it because like, I don't know, women are pretty cool. I like to hang out with women even if I'm not having sex with them, as crazy as that sounds. Well, this movie is about how women are useless, so... No, this one movie is about uh, saying, fuck you, society. I'm going to be who I want to be. This is actually uh, as stupid um, as the message is. Uh, I fully endorse it. This is probably like a message that young girls should take to heart. Yeah, it's not actually it was a better movie than I was expecting. Yeah, it's uh, perfectly fine. I, uh, like little quibbles about like <laughs> their weird changes to Sherlock Holmes canon aside. Yeah, I was. I've, I've got some questions lined up about it. since you're Sherlock Holmes is sec- oh, sexual, and I'm not. Um, I'm not I quite as familiar <laughs> Holmes was sexual. Holmes, yeah, I'll, I have some some questions live for you about uh, some of the things that that transpire in this film. Sure. Uh, but yeah, we watched Enola Holmes content sewer. We're out here, revolutionary alpha male podcast reviewing Netflix films. Um, we're watching girl stuff, gay stuff. Um, Straight stuff occasionally, I guess. I don't know if it ever comes up. There's not too much straight content on Netflix, I don't think. This is um, a straight this is a straight one. <clears throat> yeah, straight. but we watched Anola Holmes. It's about um Anola Holmes, Sherlock's teen sister. She discovers her mother is missing and endeavors to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right, as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's uh, some historical political goings on in the background of this film. I believe they're uh, introducing the Magna Carta. <laughs> <laughs> if I know my British history, and I think yeah. I do. There was the, uh, this is about Cromwell. <laughs> yeah, the Baron of Saxony. Yeah, it's, uh, if I, you know, imagine if you will. Sherlock Holmes has a younger sister. There you go. That's the movie for you. <laughs> and at the end, you got it. We're here. Yeah. I like um, that they didn't uh, do that weird thing that I think a lot of these like um uh like prequel like offshoot kind of movies do where it's like yeah I'm like the famous younger sister but you know we don't ever actually see my famous older brother. Yeah, I'm glad that um Mycroft and Sherlock were actually in it and um Sherlock is uh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, kind of weird cool. choice for Sherlock Holmes. It's interesting. He's walking around in a really tight 18th century Sherlock suit, and it's like, oh, he's such a big fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a six-four man walking around uh, what 19th century England is is, is going to stand out. Well, he's not just six-four. He's also like 50 pounds heavier than like the average man. You know what I mean? He like he's a big fella just walking around. <laughs> Big fella. It makes sense for Sherlock Holmes, though, right? Because he's uh, Sherlock Holmes is supposed to be good at like fighting stuff, right? Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to be that uh, muscular. Oh, he's you know, like he's a, a bit of a bit of an opium addict, bit of a Abraham Lincoln figure. 
Yeah, more. Yeah, definitely a more Wiry. of a spry guy. Wiry. He's, a, he's a sleeper build, as they say. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this film is directed by a man named Harry Bradbeer. I don't know who he is. He seems to be like a, a Netflix hired gun sort of guy. He did uh, Nola Holmes. Apparently, there's a sequel to Nola Holmes. I'm sure we'll watch that. And uh, Killing Eve is also a Netflix thing, I believe. Yeah. And Fleabag is a Netflix thing. And, uh, yeah, he just does Netflix shit, it looks like. Good for him, you know. It's good money if you can get it. Good money if you get it. He looks um, very unremarkable. Like, when you imagine studio hand, director, producer, man, that's what he looks like. (laughs) He's an old, chubby white guy with glasses. I was going to ask, how many Hawaiian shirts do you think he owns? Piebald. I don't think he's even, like, got enough personality to own a Hawaiian shirt. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, oh, that's real bad. He's like polo shirt and khakis boring, I would say. Is what I'm seeing here. <laughs> he's probably nice. Yeah, I'm sure he's all right. He directed this uh, radical great, feminist great, great film with Enola Holmes. Holmes. You know, the honest thing, I was surprised <laughs> they didn't do a swerve at the end and make their mom not a radical uh, bomber. Who What bombs at midnight? Yeah, that's badass. She's a terrorist or a freedom <laughs> fighter, depending on your perspective. It's fucking badass. Yeah, I'm surprised that they weren't like, oh, no, it's just a misunderstanding. I actually love um, the House of Lords. <laughs> no, I don't think I thought they were going to make it. So, like, her whole plan was just to get Enola um, to, to find. Or... Yeah, to find discount Hurdsbury. That's what my my uh, that's what James was calling him. <laughs> <clears throat> his, well, his name's Tewksbury. Tewksbury. Yeah, I count Tewksbury, right? And James started calling him Discount Turdsbury about halfway through. <laughs> Discount Turdsbury. Turdsbury. Uh, it also stars as the titular Enola Holmes, the strange prime thing. Stranger Thing, the Stranger Thing herself. Um, Bobby Brown. Side piece. Bobby Brown. Man, that is so crazy that. Man, Drake's such he's a for Drake's like a fucking weird dude. He's Just a say fucking, I'm fucking typical Canadian for you. Fucking creep. Sorry, Grandpa. Yeah. Especially just like since he was it was just like casually she dropped it in an interview. Like, oh yeah, he texts me all the time. And it's like, <laughs> all right, what? I know you're like 13, so you don't understand why that's weird, but <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. Bobby Brown. You got Bobby Brown's in it. <laughs> no, no, Billy Bobby Brown. Yeah, Bobby Billy Brown's well, married to Whitney Houston. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, Bobby Brown. <laughs> Whoa, radical statement. I mean, he had made some good music. Um, <laughs> some poor choices. Yeah, but he really loved Whitney. Remember you talking about um, finger in a booty hole and she's constipated and stuff? That's I mean, that's love. love. Yeah, is. when you're taking too much crack. Yeah, and he also like abused her and stuff, too. Different well, yeah, kind of yeah. love. That's Sid and Nancy love. Yes. Oh, I love you so much, baby. You made you just make me do this because I love you so much. That cliche. Yes. <laughs> that totally real cliche. I oh fuck it. That's real shit. Alpha shit. Alpha shit. I love choking bitches. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I mean, if they're into maybe it. with consent, you know. Yeah. If they consent and they're into it, then yeah. But I mean, like not. Also, even when you do it that way, you're not like really choking them. There's a technique. I'll tell you about it sometime, listeners. Tell you about some other time, or just older. read any Quentin Tarantino script. Uh, no, that's fucking. There's like lots of n words and feet stuff in Quentin Tarantino scripts. <laughs> what does that have to do with choking? No, uh, the Inglorious Bastards. Dude. He, has, like, <clears throat> he has a really detailed description of choking. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And you he's said the one that you yeah, said well, Annie's I'm, you know, script. God damn it. You made it I might allow a lot of some sort of comedic license, some comedic exaggeration from time to time. No, not for Quentin Tarantino. He gets enough of it. He gets enough slack that uh, <laughs> constantly harried man. <laughs> poor guy, the poor fella. <laughs> he has such a hard time out there. You know the worst thing about Quentin Tarantino? He lives in Voice? Israel. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, Millie Bobby Brown, Stranger Thing. She's actually a pretty good actress. I didn't realize yeah, I that. enjoy her. I did honest. not realize that because I haven't. I I watched like the first and second season of Stranger Things. Stranger I, I Things. think the third season too. I don't know. I watched them all. You know, I got kids. I love the Stranger Things. Yeah, watch them with the kids. But she was like, you know, the show. There's overall, not much for her to do in that show. Bad, to be honest, yeah. you know what I mean. And she's just kind of like, I'm I'm 11. This is me being 11. I don't understand things. Yeah, like she's really young when it starts, and then yeah, she's also like um tableau a blank tableau right because she's i don't understand things because i'm a science experiment uh but yeah she i was watching this movie i was like oh she's got the juice she got the juice just like so young oh man speaking of uh science experiments out in the public you seen any clips from the uh congressional hearing with the tiktok ceo no is it weird no but that man he's uh he's like the successful version of mark zuckerberg in like a lab-grown scenario right He's like actually, uh, like handsome and affable and charismatic, but the, it's like he's like and insert response number three one four. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's just like the successful version of it. Because when I saw clips of him, I'm like, it's kind of working on me. Two four point I'm like, it's kind of working on me. So that means he's just the fucking. He's the good version, the successful version, fresh off the. Well, I mean, the TikTok dude didn't actually do any inventing of tiktok like mark zuckerberg though that no he's correct? just a ceo he's, guy uh, yeah he's I mean, it's guy. way easier to find a charismatic ceo than it is to find like some weird coder no he was lab grown by the cccp <laughs> ccp obviously shut up <laughs> they did it they made him yeah they, they made him by giving him a boatload of money no they created him he's from singapore but don't let that get in the way of uh my conspiracy theory <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all one place, isn't it? Not Southeast Asia. It's Singapore, one yeah. Singapore. You got, you got your Chinese, China. you got your Japanese, or Korean. You, you see, he's from Singapore. Is he Chinese, Japanese, or Korean? I think even saying Korean is a little bit of a stretch for a lot of Americans. Yeah, well, you know, they, the Squid Games. I'm giving them Squid Games. Oh, yeah, Squid Game. They got Squid Game, uh, BTS, uh, Blackpink. Yeah, when Singapore releases their Netflix show, then maybe we'll recognize them. Yeah, what's the deal with Singapore? Get on it, Singapore. Why don't you have any uh, content that's broken through in the Western world? There's got to be something something popping off in Singapore. I know they're rich as hell in Singapore. I definitely watched some, uh, we both did, Singapore martial arts movies as a kid. Oh, yeah, I've watched, there's definitely, like, some um, successful Singapore productions. I think they're, I'm guessing they're probably, like, drama scene is all right. Um, cool thing about Singapore, everyone speaks English there, so... You know, you go to Singapore and um, get by. I guess <laughs> I don't know. I think you gotta you gotta have uh, quite a bit of money. <laughs> I will get by. I will survive. Quite a bit of money. Also, another cool thing about Singapore: a lot of like the domestic help and laborers and stuff. Yeah, basically slaves. Basically slaves. <laughs> I'm I sure mean, it's fine. Well, they're, it's, they're all the same people, anyways, right? So it's not. That's a we already joke. made this joke. <laughs> Fucking hey, man! The world, huh? 
the world. It's a terrible, terrible place, but it is also a beautiful place. Impart into you an important lesson that I learned from an old Holmes, and that is uh, society is adversarial and basically an obstacle to your own happiness. It's going to constantly per- try to prevent you from uh, uh, accepting your true nature and expressing your true nature, but you got to do everything you can to say, fuck it. No matter who you are, not just um, young women. It's worse for like young women and ethnic minorities and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, society's trying to do this to everyone, and you got to say, fuck that. I don't want to do that shit. Unless you do. But if you do, you're a piece of shit because the way society's designed, it turns everyone into a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, Mycroft. So, uh, Mycroft Holmes is usually, um, he's like a spook or something, right? Yeah, he's like, he's like something in the upper echelons of the government. You know what I mean? That's basically mm-hmm. all they ever get into. They, he has no real official position, but he he's doing something scary. <laughs> he's like a shadow government guy, right? Yeah, he, exactly. He's, he's got he's got like machinations and stuff. Well, I mean, he's not so much got yeah, he's got machinations, but he's more like operating for the status quo, quo essentially. He's like a fixer, sort of, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Like a studio fixer back in the day, but for right, um, I, and that, that's the kind of one of the the thing in the movie that bothers me a little bit is that he's always been portrayed in the books as being as smart, if not smarter, than Sherlock, but just lazier, mm-hmm. and that he kind of uses Sherlock to do the shit that he doesn't want to get off his own ass to do. While well, he ends thinking, up back in the Diogenes Club, my thinking with um the how he's presented in this film is like not that he's any less in intelligent than sherlock maybe well, just even- a different kind of intelligence but also he's um perfectly fine with how society operates and his yeah. lot in it so he's just like whatever that you know, part of it like is like leaner. really in keeping with Minecraft that you know he <laughs> just wants everything to kind of keep going yeah smooth sailing as it is i just i think there was a part where they talked like the old housekeeper the old governess they're like they're danny and she's like well <laughs> he was he, Mycroft was never as smart as you or your sister, and it's always bothered him. And I'm like, well, that's not really. That doesn't seem right to me. Oh, I must. Um, that must. Uh, I must have not been paying too much attention. To and that. then he did <clears> just <throat> seem befuddled by like their mother's disappearance and what Enola was up to. Mm. And usually, he always seems like one step ahead of Sherlock, which seems kind yeah. Of, you know, that part just true. seems. Like, he just seemed like they used him as a foil. Well, yeah, in this movie, he's just kind of like the villain brother, right? He just kind of sucks. Which is fine. It's just you can make him smart. I guess it's hard to make varying degrees of intelligence, right? You, I mean, mm. well, that's what the reason uh, Watson's usually there is because it's Dr. John Watson. He has to kind of look stupid for Sherlock to look smart. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of, I guess it is kind of hard to write Mycroft as a little bit smarter or as smart as Sherlock and then still have Enola be as smart or still outsmarting them. It is a complicated mm-hmm. story to write. Well, yeah, there is a sort of a side effect from that as well, where it doesn't make Sherlock look foolish or uh, stupid or anything, but it does. A lot of her success does kind of make Sherlock look a little bit um, disinterested <laughs> in everything, right? Like he's yeah, well, really I mean, that's true. Of Sherlock care about what's going on. He's really interested in the one case that he's working on, right? And so he wasn't really interested yeah. in discount Turdsbury's case, and so. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine for her to kind of one up him, I think, in that instance. Yeah. I don't know. That's just like it, that part of it bothered me. The other part bothered me is that Sherlock was really famous for how early in his career is because it's very clear he doesn't know Watson yet. And, um, but, um, 
Uh, Maybe he doesn't ever get a Watson because he just uh, got a little sister helping. <laughs> no, I think I think I spoiled myself when that they do introduce Watson like a- on the next one. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, because like, at least from what I remember in the books is like Sherlock Holmes is like is helping the police currently when he meets Watson, and what really makes him famous is when Doctor Watson starts writing about him and you know selling the stories to the newspapers. So it's really strange for Enola to have all these clippings that really should have been written by dr watson who they don't he doesn't know yet he's helping the police sherlock holmes helping the police his well, you mean the, best friend was strive yeah in the sense that he's like they come to him for help and he makes fun of them the entire time they're there oh yeah there's a dr watson and enola holmes too played by uh himish patel well they went uh with uh a went color, a little eh? bit more uh, a little bit more realistic huh another um well maybe not in the time frame that we're operating in uh, I believe uh, the, the England was uh, you know, just ending the Afghan war right now. Yeah, <laughs> having quite a bit of fun in India for a long time. I'm like, um, <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I'm guessing there's been uh, people of Indian descent in England for hundreds of years at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I saw Boots Riley talking shit about um, representation in media today. And I was like, yeah, he's kind of right. <laughs> what do you say? He was just like, yeah, representation, the, it's uh, kind of like a smokescreen because it's uh, basically like, oh, what if all the slave, if the slave masters were more diverse, then there wouldn't be a problem, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, cause, yeah, I don't know, it is strange. Like, Lestrade, the, the guy they have playing Lestrade, it yeah, is he's playing. Of- he's playing Lestrade, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, that was his point, is like, yeah, it's always... Oh, they're using uh, diversity to cover for the fact that they're always playing cops or judges or, you know, uh-huh. people that are part of, like, the evil machine. And it's like, I guess you're right, Boots Riley. You're right about well, a lot of stuff, aren't you? It kind of goes back to, like, your, your point of some people make uh, where they're responsible. Like, oh, well, yeah, if there was more women, female prison guards, it would be better. That's my my position on representation and stuff like that is like, yeah, it's probably good for younger people or anyone to see, you know, themselves in media. I think it's stuff. important. I just don't think it's going to solve any problems. Uh, yeah, I just, um, it, I don't think it's uh, utilitarian at all. And then people who have like their entire political agenda is that, that's it. You know what I mean? That's where it begins and ends. Like it's shut up, you're dumb. That's not. It's not gonna do shit for anyone. It's not gonna stop the cops killing black people. So you know, uh, maybe if they made uh, Jim Gordon black. Oh wait. But uh, yeah, when the, the I, I was excited when they introduced Lestrade because I was like, oh Lestrade, and then that's immediately what I thought about was having just read mm-hmm. Boots Riley talk about that. <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Fair enough, Boots. You win again. Fair enough. Um, and then, yeah, I was thinking of, like, all the, uh, since this, since this is another movie that was just dumped on Netflix, I don't know if anyone had any, uh, counter, like, culture war hot takes about how, uh, diverse, like, the background characters are for, uh, the time period, right? That would be an argument. Like, oh, why is there, like, black and East Asian and, um, South Asian people in, in London? Yeah, I wonder why there would be in London during this time period. <laughs> question. You know, because it's always that argument. It's, oh, it's not historically accurate to um, Game of Thrones. That shit bothers me like, to no end. Like, it's not historically accurate for fucking Game of Thrones? For made-up shit? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a fuck? Also, I mean, 
when they bring it up for shit like this too, it's like you're stupid as hell. Like, yeah, been, like they're not trying to represent historical accuracy here. So who gives? Not a only fuck? that, like there, <laughs> there was people like this in London during this time period. You know what I mean? London's been well. Like, no, I mean like so again, cultural like, hub. It'd, for, it'd be hard to find a police inspector of of anything but. British oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and also when she goes to like the girls' school, the upper class girls' school, and it's a little bit more. Oh diverse, yeah, like, yeah like, probably yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But that, yeah. I mean, that's just because of um, historical racism and stuff. But I don't need to worry about that when I'm watching this shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, you shouldn't. That shouldn't care. be concerned at all. For, for, nah, it doesn't like, bother me. Fuck it, who cares? Yeah, because I well, mean, this is same, for twenty minutes, so I was. It's the same complaint I have about the way uh, films are being shot recently. Is you know they're going for realism and blah blah. I don't want it to be realistic. It's a movie. I, mean, I want to see like cool shit, and that's the same thing as like diversity in film. Like I don't give a fuck. Yeah, there's I see all kinds of different people in real life. Just put it in a movie. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, how Go can they it. act? Do it. Let them do yeah. it. Yeah, we got that out of the way. All the alpha shit. That we got all the alpha business out of the way. Talking about how those fucking those soy boys on the right, they don't understand history or film or anything really. Scared of vaginas. It's <laughs> <laughs> like an open wound. Oh, I can't imagine going down on a woman. <laughs> you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> uh, they. <laughs> I will. I'll have no joy in my life. I'm alpha. I don't like joys. Joys for pussies. All you can do is go to the gym and grind at your job. That's what being a man is. Oh, man. You know, you don't even have you fun at the gym. <laughs> you guys always <laughs> making going into making yourself right go to the gym. I gotta go to the gym so I can protect my property. Bullshit. You go to the gym because it's fun. Stupid. <laughs> it's fucking fun to go to the gym, dummy. Yeah. Uh Fucking these the only fun thing to do at the gym is spit on people. Soy boy cucks. I saw a soy boy cuck at the gym the other day. He had a QAnon shirt on that said "Lions, not sheep." But he was um. Tell you what, he didn't look like a lion. But did he look cuddly like a sheep? No, he looked like maybe around my age, balding, skinny, but with a pot belly, um, bad facial hair. He looked like what one might call a soy boy cuck. You're on a weird trip today. Yeah, I'm just like tired of um soy boy cucks. Soy boy cucks. <laughs> I'm just to, in general, like they're just people out here. They're like we're gonna murder trans people, and you know what I mean. I'm just tired of everything. I just can't stand it anymore. Everyone's fucking. Oh, you gotta be masculine this way. You gotta be feminine this way. Your vagina can't look this way, or your it's been mutilated, or blah 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 blah. blah. You just got too much shit. weird shit. People just got too much shit to say. Yeah, I gotta get off. Uh, get off the internet. You know that's what's crazy Go about it is. I look at Twitter like maybe twice a day, and, and it like Twitter, you off Twitter, Twitter's gotten so weird lately. It'll be like, oh, it's fucking Elon Musk. You know what it is? Yeah, I, there's they've done something weird with the algorithm, and a lot of people must have left. It's fucking nuts, because it'll be like, I'll look at it in the morning, and it's all like titties, pussy lips, and ass cheeks, and I'm like, this is fine. No problem. And I'll look at it later in the day, and it's like every insane person ever just talking the most shit about, like, vulnerable people. And You know what I mean? It's, why am I, 
why do I have to be subjected to the opinions of all these haters? Not even fun haters, right? It's not people like me talking shit about movies or whatever. It's like people being like, you know what? I think we should murder every trans person. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just saying that shit. Hell huh? yeah. Got him. You know, at least like, I guess at least they're being brave about it right now. You know, they got their big boy, their big people pants on and they're ready to say it. Just full chested. Fuck those trans kids. Oh, well. At least we watched Enola Holmes. Had a good message. Do what you want. Uh, don't go to fucking private education. That shit's weird. I don't know why Sherlock didn't help her get out. That was weird. He should have just been like, let's get out of here. This sucks. Well, I mean, uh, Sherlock has never... is really not... He really does seem a little bit like maybe autistic in this movie. Yeah, he, he I mean, comes off autistic in the short stories. I mean, that's kind of yeah. like the... Like Watson is, spectrum, yeah. is his uh, is his conscience. Yeah, this movie it's like people have to keep telling him to do human stuff. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the housekeeper's like, "Hey, she's your sister. She's only sixteen. You should care about her." And he's like, "You know what? It's a pretty good idea. Good. You know, what? you're probably right about that, huh? huh. It's a pretty good idea. Damn, damn! I've only had someone that constantly followed me around and told me to be normal. <laughs> his brother, Mycroft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mycroft was just telling him to be mean. There's a scene where he, Mycroft uh, captures her, right? And they're in the carriage and he yells at her and she starts crying. I was like, damn, Mycroft sucks. Yeah. That was the scene where I'm like, you know what? She's actually a good actress. Yeah. I was like, how can you do this to Bobby Brown? (laughs) How dare you, Mycroft? How could dare you do this to my friend Enola Holmes? It's the discount turds, Barry. This is going to be strange to hear from me, a fan of romance. I usually don't mind a little bit of. A little bit of romance in my movies. I think uh, love yeah, is important and cool. Um, even if, like, teen stuff. Teens like kissing and falling in love, meeting a cute boy and having fun. Um, this movie didn't need that shit at all, huh? No, yeah. They could have just been, like, two teenagers that ran into each other and did a little adventure together. That would have been perfectly fine. The romance really of, felt shoehorned in. Yeah, for me, the problem is a little bit similar to the film we watched last week, Love and Leashes, where um, the male romantic figure... Uh, vastly unappealing yeah Yeah, no charisma he kind of just sucks and she enola holmes is just like way too competent to be interested in um lost little puppy but you know i guess you know women they um they love little creatures don't they yeah they love projects i love a good project a little project man and you know what that's great of them i appreciate them for it (laughs) you like a project Please email probably Kyle. Yeah, if, if you too would like to undergo an interesting project, probably Kyle McVentureProductions.com. I don't know. I haven't had a long term serious relationship since I got sober, so I imagine like maybe I'm not too crazy anymore. I don't know. It might not be that much of a project because I've, I've mellowed out quite a bit, I think. Yeah, it's got good bones. The studs are there. Yeah, like I, I don't get in fights anymore. I'm not like driving drunk and doing drugs. Uh, still don't have a lot of money or prospects. Well, you know, two I mean? out of three ain't bad. But like, yeah, I'm not like like as crazy as I used to be. So it might be all right. But also, conversely, since getting sober and getting older, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll settle for anything anymore. You know, what I mean? it needs to be like <laughs> the perfect little love. <laughs> <laughs> like you said before when i was sick a few weeks ago or a month ago whenever i had covid and i was watching a but i was catching up on all the uh exciting twice content right 
and there was like uh, one of the members was like hugging one of the other members and like looking at her with so much love and i was like you know what if i ever get in a relationship again that's how it's got to be i want a partner that like looks at me like just absolutely enamored with me no playing around you know what i mean like we'd be a team I'll love you just the same amount and stuff. You know what I mean? I don't want someone to like worship me so I can walk all over him or some shit. But like, it's gotta be like a desperate love. <laughs> a yearning, a powerful yearning. Yeah, because like that's how I've always been in relationships, kind of. So like, I need someone to match that energy, I think. Well, it's good that you know, you know, because no one's half the battle. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool getting old. Listeners, if there's any youngster listeners out there that are a little bit wild. You don't have to die before 30. Just keep going. Things will change, but like you'll figure some shit out. It's okay. Anola Holmes. <laughs> that's the message of Anola Holmes. Mm. You'll figure some shit out. She's you know, just I, like that's more a, confident a, than me. <laughs> so she figured it out earlier, I guess. She figured it out really. <laughs> yeah. um, there is one thing I, I kind of have a problem with. like The, the way they portray um, the entire family is being competent. Sherlock, Anola, the mom. Um, her plan to like blow up the House of Lords doesn't really make sense if she's that smart. It would be make way more sense for her to like blackmail all these people to vote the way she wants. Uh, I guess, but it seems like she's just kind of um the maybe the ringleader of uh, a group of radical women. So like yeah, maybe but you they're... can you can corral those radical women into being your spies and shit. She's supposed to be. She taught My- Mycroft and Sherlock and Anola all the tricks, you know. Yeah, but maybe like they're a radical democratic group of uh, terrorists. I'm <laughs> like, you know, we're, instead of blackmail, you know, I vote we just blow a bunch of fucking people up. Mm-hmm. Well, to I mean, if we're gonna be honest about politics, um, the state usually only responds to violence. It's like the only language the state understands. So I kind of agree with them. Like, yeah, probably. Just yeah, but it doesn't always up. respond the way you want it to. Yeah, but it's you get a response. You're not getting <laughs> it any other way. Well, again, but they're portraying these people as being, like, so fucking smart and, and, like, being able to manipulate people and figure out so much shit. I mean, surely Sherlock Holmes would be the greatest blackmailer alive if he decided to turn his mind to evil. Moriarty is the basically evil Sherlock Holmes, and that's what he does. Um, Why couldn't mom do that and get the vote she wanted? Control England from the shadows. That's smart than blowing people up. I just like what what possible information or treats could you dangle over the House of Lords to get them to like give up it their was own one, position? But it was just one vote. Yeah, but what are you gonna do to get them to vote against their interests? Do they fucking do you get more treats or something? It's, there's there's gotta have, be. Yeah, that's the already, whole. I'm just saying the whole world they portray is that all these people have dirt on them. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking of the way Schlock's home then the the world operates. And the level of intelligence that these people are supposed to have in the cutting and the planning, it just seems like a poor way to get what you want. Because, you're, yeah, you'll get a response, but it may not be the response you want. I just, for me, I see it more as um, maybe they even tried to blackmail them. I just don't see what there would be that yeah. would prevent the House of Lords from turning against their entire material interests for any but reason. But they again they the whole the, the whole reason the the, the death count Turdsbury plot is it's he's the one vote that would swing it for uh suffrage. Yeah, but he's like the magical movie contrivance guy, you know? Well, well god damn it, you don't get to have it two ways. You can't have though. Well, he's the magical movie contrivance guy, but then this plot that works the normal intelligent way in the way it does in the real world. 
I'm saying that the magical movie contrivance oh, of their okay, intelligence yeah. should be portrayed. Be they should be able to think of a better plan. Than, Let's blow something up, which has proven to sometimes work, but sometimes not work. I mean, yeah. ask about all of those Italian fascists in the early uh, 20th century how it worked for them. Can't they're they're blown up. <laughs> Not they're all of them. Up, Some of them got deported back to Italia. Sir, they're blown up. <laughs> blown up, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, in the realm of the movie, yeah, she, she does, is presented, their whole family is presented as, like, so otherworldly intelligent that, yeah, I guess she could run rings around the House of Lords and find a way to convince them to vote against their own interests. But... Well, no, I guess so. Theoretically, the the sort of shock of realizing your mother is like a radical of some kind would be like a good emotional beat in the movie. But they don't really utilize it that way anyway. So I guess it's yeah, they not- kind of play it for like a one emotional beat between Anola and Sherlock at the school, and that's it. Yeah, and they're both kind of just like, well, you know what? Sounds like mom. Yeah, she's probably got a reason. Whatever, she's weird. Yeah, whatever. Remember oh, when yeah. she used to play tag and then do judo with us? <laughs> Sherlock's like, I don't care about politics, which I find that hard to believe. I th- there's something about Sherlock Holmes as a character that I think he would be kind of interested in, like the machinations of political systems in England. How does that reflect it in the book? No, it's that's just... pretty accurate. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, Mycroft is the one that really cares about the political machinations. Like Sherlock knows about them sometimes but only if it applies mm. to the case he's working on like yeah he, he clearly pays attention but it's not something he gives a shit about like he most more interested in some weird murder if a, you know if um there was a strange murder of a uh of like a peasant girl and mm. a really standard kidnapping of a of like a count he would definitely go investigate the peasant girl so i guess it kind of um what was the character's name? The tea shop lady, Edith. How she like kind of dressed him down and was like, "Well, it's because you're happy with your station in life." Yeah, that, that was really fair. So that is kind of the case with Sherlock, then, right? He doesn't have to worry about da- any daily struggles of his own. So it's um, if it's important to the case, that's about it, right? Yeah, I mean, Watson gets on him for that shit sometimes too. <clears throat> and like, there's things that really standard knowledge, I think, in a couple mm-hmm. short stories that he should know. It's like really stupid stuff, like the like what day is the queen's birthday or some shit and he's like i don't give a fuck yeah i don't know i don't give a fuck about a queen <laughs> a fucking queen she dead oh she dead a queen when do we get a queen i we still had a king interesting and also um as described in the books sherlock holmes is he six foot four 250 pounds I mean, we went into this beginning <laughs> yeah. i mean he's definitely like around six foot uh but you know 180 was it arthur conan doyle was a huge man wasn't he yeah, he was a bigger dude. I think he was a big fella. But Sherlock's not necessarily his stand-in, though, because Arthur Conan Doyle also loved, like, ghosts and seances and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was later in life, though, right? It wasn't really... <laughs> yeah, after um, um, his son died, maybe? Yeah. Some trauma caused and him. And then I remember uh, he was really good friends with Harry Houdini, and Harry Houdini's like, you fucking idiot. I have a book about Houdini going to the... Um, it's called the magician among the mystics it's about when he oh was, when he's like and he's making fun of all those guys and, he was going and debunking them and stuff yeah. yeah he like visited the fox sisters and stuff it's pretty interesting you know james randy that guy that debunks all the fake shit mm-hmm. it's like uh james randy's just doing what harry houdini used to do basically <laughs> which is interesting i like that oh, i mean a little bit more safe because uh 
the magician's code was a little more life or death back then. What with Houdini times? Yeah, because he he was good at like stage magician stuff, but he was also just doing escape artist shit where like um he could die. Well, that's basically how he did die. He was <clears throat> he he had a enlarged appendix, right? And he used to do this trick where he'd have people on the streets just punch him in the stomach as hard as they could, and he would flex and he'd be like, ah, I'm fine. Um, but he didn't realize he had appendicitis, and he did it one time, and the guy hit him wrong, and he had a burst appendix. He went up on was, stage, um, did his entire act, and then he died later, right? Well, it was actually uh, it, the guy who hit him was like a professional fighter, mm-hmm. and Houdini wasn't ready for it at all. Like it was just kind of like, oh, how about how about some of this, Mister Houdini? <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't I don't remember the sequence of events. He might have already had appendicitis, and like that guy. Yeah, I think that's it, what I remember. But, yeah, but yeah, he. Uh, yeah, the guy punched him pretty hard in the gut, and he's like, ah, no, he, he no-salted it, right? And he's like, nothing can face Houdini, even though he's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> That's cool, though. Houdini's uh, a cool guy. His uh, wife used to hold seances on Halloween for years afterwards. Right, because there's a prize uh, if anybody, if he came back and there's like some yeah. phrase that he said. Because, mm, yeah, when he was, uh, he had he's talked like, to her about it. Yeah, he talked to her about it previously. Like, hey, the seances are bullshit, but if I die, um, here's like our secret code where we'll ever see if anyone can figure it out. And uh, no one ever did. I think they actually still have seances on Halloween for like Houdini, but obviously his wife's not involved anymore because she has also passed away. Yeah, I mean, she'd be pretty old by now. Yeah, I think it's just, <laughs> it's just like some sideshow. Yeah, I, think I definitely remember now, watching probably. something like that. On- God, I want to say like the Sci-Fi Network when we were kids. Uh, I wonder if they still know the code word. Like, if when she died, did she write it down somewhere? I don't know, actually. Or did she write down her hair? Well, here's my code word, and if anybody guesses it. Oh, actually, that might be what it is now. Is it's like her possibly contact? I think it maybe did move on to her. Oh, I'll Hell look yeah. into it for next week. It's been a while since I took a deep dive into some spooky shit. I think I've been missing spooky shit in my life. Life hasn't been too spooky lately. Here's the featured review on IMDb. Um, it's titled Perfect for a 15-Year-Old Girl. This is a movie I wish I had oh at 15. God. This isn't about Sherlock Holmes. It's not about solving mystery or surprising the audience. It's about a teenage girl finding out who she is. It was charming, funny, wonderfully acted, aesthetically pleasing, and sweet. If you're a grown man criticizing it, back off. This wasn't made for you or me. This is made for 15-year-old girls, and the 15-year-old girl me loved it. Uh, yes, I I'm a 53-year-old man. I agree with much everything except for I didn't think it was aesthetically pleasing. It wasn't terrible, but it just looks like every other Netflix production. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did utilize my the one digital effect that um I still think Hollywood seems to be okay at doing is just doing digital backdrops. They utilized that quite a bit in this movie, and that was fine. Yeah, they're they're okay. <laughs> I still prefer a matte painting. With some yeah, I mean, it kind but of it's just like, more expensive these days, isn't it? Well, no. The problem is if you're shooting on digital and everything is just flat utilitarian lighting, uh, the matte painting is going to look really fucking obvious. Well, I th- can't you touch it up digitally? Oh, there's got to be some way to fucking do it. I don't know. I, it might be a lost start. I don't know if they have people that can paint anymore. Uh, where's According James Cameron? He used to do <laughs> uh, uh, matte painting backgrounds. You know that? Yeah, James Cameron has done it all. He hasn't fought me, not yet. Let's see what some low ratings on Letterboxd are. 
Fuck that mm, bitch, Millie Bobby Brown. All my homies hate and Molly Bobby Brown. This guy <laughs> loves Drake. <laughs> yeah, this is Drake pussy. <laughs> How she, 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 she out me out me as a predator? Yeah, I don't know why would you, you would put that otherwise. <laughs> There's a line. Um, uh, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown released a, a collaborative album. Came out on Friday. Um, I love Danny Brown. I really dislike JPEG Mafia, but whatever. It's still a pretty good album. But um, there's a line on it where it's like all these fools like dick riding for fellas who have no idea who they are talking about all the people that like dick ride for like rappers and blah, blah. You know, like people that like go to bat for Tory Lane when he shot like Meg the Stallion. You know what I mean? Yeah, all- like, you don't even like, it's not even just rappers. It's just like celebrities in general. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, that is clown shit. You, people should stop doing that. I mean, you don't know these people. Utter shite, says Ashley. You Annoying as fuck. Proof that a star-studded cast doesn't equate to decent plot or quality acting. God bless yours in Christ. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> we, I'm gonna try to find. Um, it's increasingly hard on Letterboxd to find someone like actually expressing their problems with the movie instead of just trying to do like a tagline to get reposted on social media. You know. But I'm I'm gonna try to find one. <laughs> I gotta get my 120 characters and hold on. Stars to the cast and a great writer does not ensure a good movie. P.S. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> the first movie I've had to watch for this film adaptation class. The first was supposed to be Little Women, but I ain't trying to watch that, huh? Oh, fuck oh you. God. I hate this. Fuck you, dude. Go fuck off. This person's fucking whack. I, did, I actually didn't know this was based on a book, um, so I might read the book. We'll see. As it stands right now, this is probably my fourth favorite uh, Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. I can't read. Well, yeah, I know you can. I can only this. watch movies. <laughs> Somehow I can watch foreign films with subtitles. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but I can't read. You should pretend. Actually, I just uh, know a bunch of languages. Oh, um, I think it's cute that she's doing a little Ferris Bueller in the movie because, like, uh, it's been a while since I've seen that in like a teen movie. Where she oh yeah, I thought that was interesting. The audience, I was like, oh, that's fun. Instead of just doing narration, because like. Basically, with how the story or screenplay is structured, it's either going to be narration or she's talking to the audience, and most of the time, everyone just goes narration. So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's fun to do talking to the audience bit. What a dumb, confusing movie. It's so boring and stupid at the same time. It's so annoying when Anola talks to the camera. I can't take this movie too. So. <laughs> oh. Got us. <laughs> oh. Leave Arthur Conan Doyle alone. Leave him alone. Has he done enough for you? Leave him alone. He's dead. You know, he, he fuck you. This is this is glorious. This is what cop, how copyrights are supposed to work. Yeah, like people know? just keep making shit based off of the old character the copyright lapsed on. I'm gonna write a Peter Pan story. You know who says I could? <laughs> Jim Barry. I tend to loathe films that disdain my intelligence and take me for a ten year old child, and this film unhesitatingly jumps into that category. This guy had his thoughts out for this one. Oof. From telling me eight billion times that Enola is alone in reverse, or reducing Sherlock Holmes to an alpha male sturdy dude whose job is to lay beside a tree like those in Greek classical paintings, or citing London as the center of civilization, the film offended my brain in so many ways that I wish it would end any time now. That's just a consequence of him being Henry Cavill, though. <laughs> wasn't like inherent to the character that he is some jack dude they just cast a jack dude 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When you cast Henry Cavill, that's just what's going to happen because <clears throat> he's that's. I don't know. And also, uh, when she's introducing us to London and saying all these positive things about it, the action that is taking place on screen is um, counter to what she's saying. No, I ain't sure. I felt no. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Uh, it insults on my intelligence. Yeah. I'm not a ten year old girl. Not only that, but I also despised how preachy and moralizing it was. If you want to build a feminist film, then do oh, it the right shit. way. Do it the right way. Develop What's a smart the right plot. Way? He's telling okay. he's gonna tell us. Develop a okay. smart plot, demonstrate the issues at hand, and let the viewers draw the interpretation themselves. Oh, okay. You don't tell them how to think. I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. To walk around with the message mallet, pushing and pounding it repeatedly seems a very dull idea to me. Yeah, I hate when there's themes and messages in films. That's the worst. You know, I really interpretation. I, they really should present both sides to allowing people to vote. You know what I mean? Should mm -hmm. all people be allowed to vote, or should only rich landowners be allowed to vote? We should present all sides of that argument. They kind of let, let the let the let the viewer decide. They kind of present the counter to um, Anora. It's yeah, Mycroft, and he's a wiener. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the accurate depiction of what the counter to that argument is, of letting people live happily, is, uh, yeah, you're just a fucking insufferable wiener. Too much of Egghead Girl, not enough Henry. <laughs> you, you know, there was... not called Sherlock Holmes, but fair enough. <laughs> distinct lack of Henry in this film. Um, let's find someone who enjoyed it. Henry Send Cavill this. says, not enough me in it. Let's end this on a more positive note. <laughs> I kept telling the writers to put more me in it. What these people want is Sherlock Holmes. I said, can we have more of the existential thoughts of Geralt in this uh, Nola Holmes film? Geralt's really like a <laughs> philosopher monster slayer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty good five-star review. Um, I work nights and I was trying to get some sleep before my shift. I turned this on to try and fall asleep. Not even 20 minutes into the movie, I fell asleep. I recommend if you need it to fall asleep to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes it like we do. Uh, am I basic? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the children that are wrong. I just think it's a perfectly fine movie, especially if Yeah, like it was that, a cute little like kid teen movie. IMDb. What the hell's wrong with it? Yeah, that woman on IMDB said it right. This is a great movie for like fifteen year old girls. Yeah, it's cool. Oh here we go. She's Ronna Kamara, she's Buffy, she's as snarky as Emily Dickinson or Fleabag in their shows. Hey, the same director made Fleabag. She's in exactly the right place to be a feminist and she's Sherlock Holmes' baby sister. Even though I'm a sixty three year old straight white man, I, hell yeah, he's one of us. <laughs> I love this film and salute its creators for making it available on Netflix, which is in most homes in America, to inspire and empower girls and women of all ages. I can understand the impotent young white boy who's scared of letting women empower themselves, but their lives will be better as well when all people get their rights, not just us privileged white men. Oh, hell yeah, man. This guy's tight. He knows what's up. That's kind of my feelings about the movie and life and politics in general, to be honest. is uh, Yeah. You know, things are better for everyone. The rising tide lifts all ships. Not the one sunk to the bottom. Yeah. And you know what? As a straight white boy, your life is hard. But guess what? Your life's not hard because of women or minorities. Blah, blah, blah. Your life's hard because of... Because um, Mitch McConnell, goddammit. Well, no, it's because it's of capitalism and uh, the patriarchy and all the things that you're taught to love and the things that like Andrew Tate and all these little bullshit Henry artists Cavill. are trying to sell you. Um, though that's actually what's making your life hard. 
The acting is very well Andrew done Tate. in Churning. How many people actually like Andrew Tate? There's not that many, right? <laughs> no, nah, he's got tons of fans, unfortunately. What's tons like, though? What's tons these days? There's a, there's like 5 billion people, 6 billion people in the world. What percentage is he reeling in? Oh, I mean, point zero. No, point, we'll say like point zero five or something. I think <laughs> he's got like a couple million vague fans, you know? Ugh. Not people that are going to go to bat for him on like live tv type of fans but you know what i mean he's got like like flies on a carcass i'm sure he's got millions of them this is my first time watching bobby brown and i am obsessed so you're i don't know about that there? you better be around her age mr or mrs hey, mr. Drake. or mrs or non-gender confirming title drake is gender confirming he's uh he's soy coded <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised how good this movie was. I honestly love all the action scenes. I enjoyed watching and all the putting all the clues together and figuring out things quicker than Sherlock. She is one cool detective. She's not as good as Shelby Woo. That's true. Also, well, the first scene is Shelby Woo. The second season of Shelby Woo wasn't as good. What was Michelle Trachtenberg's movie? Oh, uh, Harry the Spy. Harry, oh, she's a spy, not a detective. Damn, it's kind of <laughs> they're kind of similar, very similar. Though. Yeah, you know, yeah. honestly, that's why Mycroft is he a spy? Is he a detective? Eh? It's like spy, detective, um, investigative journalists. Those are kind of like the same thing. Yeah, I know. No, I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna write a book about a spy and get an investigative journalist detective. That's uh, Spider-Man: Secret War. Damn it! Uh, Sherlock Holmes, but a girl. No, it's an old Holmes, but a boy. It is uh, interesting. So obviously, this is just a byproduct of it being a movie where they're like, "Hey, what if there was a girl, Sherlock Holmes? Okay, she's their younger sister." But the message of the movie is like, you gotta. F- Forge your own path and be who you truly are, and she ends up just kind of being like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> but it wouldn't yeah, be, yeah, but, but it, it wouldn't be like in Sherlock Holmes movie if she wasn't doing that. So it's like it makes sense for the movie. Yeah, I don't know where else she would go with it, right? I guess you you can make her an investigative journalist at the end. So you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, actually, we we solved it already. Yeah, Mike Cops the spy. Get us on the phone with uh, the we're doing a Noel Holmes three. The sequel, she should like, fucking investigate uh, Jack the Ripper, right? And she'll be investigative reporter Jack the Ripper. Boom. There you go. Mycroft Spy. It might be a little Holmes much detective. for the kids, but all right. I mean, there there's like... So I guess this is more of a teen movie. I was thinking it was going to be more geared towards kids. But then when that dude starts trying to murder her all the time, I was like, oh, this is kind of intense for little kids, I guess. Uh, that, um, what are you talking about? The kids' movies, we watch kids. Someone's always <laughs> trying to murder somebody. Yeah, but for these days when everything is pretty safe, I was like, "Oh, he's he's gonna drown her." Oh, uh, that guy also, the murder man, who not very good at murdering, right? You'd think he would know that you got to continue to drown someone after they pass out. You know what I mean? When they pass out, it's not enough. You gotta <laughs> keep going. But um, <laughs> he's never drowned someone before. He usually does the strangling. Well, the same thing with strangling. You got to keep strangling after they pass out. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> Several people he has to go check on now. <laughs> but uh, he reminded me quite a bit of uh, Willem Dafoe's best character, um, Bobby Peru in Wild at Heart. <laughs> Bobby Peru. Hey, dummy. <laughs> dummy. Dummy. I think you mean the Green <laughs> Goblin. Dummy. That's like uh, when all the kids were like hella hyped about Willem Dafoe showing up in the most recent Spider-Man. It's like, if you guys like Willem Dafoe, you guys should check out Wild at Heart. He's crazy. <laughs> he doesn't show up until like 70 minutes into the movie and he fucking sucks. But a very memorable character. Bobby Peru. <laughs> Remember when he was Jesus? Yep. That's another good movie they should check out. Also, um, 
Streets of Fire. What's the, the one? You know the one we watched in the eighties with the. It's like a neo noir. Noir. I think oh, it's called Streets calls. of Fire. It's Streets of Fire, right? Yeah, I remember. Hell yeah! The streets of Rage is based on that yeah. title, right? Yeah, it's definitely and Fatal Fire. Fury. Yeah, <laughs> parts of Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, um, River City Ransom. <sighs> this is a pretty impactful movie. Now that I think about it, just the aesthetic. Though, really. <laughs> oh well, that's the Nola Holmes. I'll give it um six out of ten. It's a pretty good little joint for the kids. Yeah, it was six and a half is what I was thinking. Not yeah. anything, not visually mind blowing, um, but acting's good. Uh, it's cute. Uh, it's got a good message. Simple, dumb message. I'm not saying it's like gonna change people's lives, but it'll probably change 15 year old girls' lives. So that's good. Because 15 year old so, girls are young and stupid. Yeah, and yeah, it might change the 15 year old boy's life, 15 year old NB's or life, or a 63 year old straight man's life, as we found yeah. out tonight. I don't know if it changed his life so much as he's endorsing the message. He's giving a big old 63-year-old thumbs up saying, hey, that's okay with me. Hey, hey I make cookies. He said, hey, I'm a real alpha male, <clears throat> and um, it's okay for, the, for them to occasionally make some movies for girls. But with that in mind, since we watched a movie made for girls, next week we're going to have to watch one for the boys, one for the dudes. It's a Vietnamese action movie starring an all-female cast called uh, Furies. It's yeah. for the dude. It's for the boys. This is what the, the Gulf of Tungsten incident brought us to. Um, so a little bit of backstory there. Uh, it, there's a movie called The Fury that came out. Uh, let me check. Uh, two years ago, maybe. Oh, I thought you were talking about the seventies movie. Well, yeah, there is um, a seventies movie called The Fury. <clears throat> uh, it came out in 2019. A woman who's used to be like a criminal lady. She used to be tough as shit, but now she's working a regular ass job because she's got a daughter. And someone kidnaps her daughter and she has to go on a murder killing spree. It's a pretty good fucking movie. This one's on Netflix too, but it's not technically a Netflix original, but you can check it out. It's fucking dope. Um, this is a sequel. And I guess it's a prequel actually that takes place before. And it's about her when she was badass killing people previously, I believe. Um, this one was distributed by Netflix, so it counts as a Netflix original, so we're going to watch this one. I don't think you really need to watch both to probably understand this movie. So um, I'm not yeah. going to, then. It's fucking, we're going to watch it. We're going to watch this shit. We're going to watch that. We're going to watch my shits. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, for the it's a, it's a real dudes rock movie, a movie for the boys. A tip uh, for the boys. It's gonna have like a lot of neon and violence. Speaking of violence, they got they got a trailer for Shin Common Rider out. It looks like it's gonna be like a straight up splatter movie. It looks badass. Hideaki Anno, he's done it again. After Shin Godzilla, they said there'll never be another good Shin Toei Bandai whatever Toho movie and they're wrong what's left this is gonna be the last one i think i think they're just doing shin godzilla shin ultraman shin common run dumb uh shin ultraman is pretty good i like shin godzilla more still but i think shin ultraman might technically be a better movie but um yeah but godzilla's cooler yeah the shin godzilla is just fucking cool as shit i like how fucking weird he made godzilla although in japan i mean ultraman's way more popular right I think he is more popular than, well, I don't know, actually. I know Ultraman's probably more popular than Kamen Rider, but Godzilla might be up there with Ultraman. And Kamen Rider, he's he's no slouch himself. I just think he's not as popular as Ultraman. 
And uh, here in the United States, we got Power Rangers over there. They call it Super Sentai, but um, they're making another Power Rangers for Netflix. Um, I guess we'll probably watch that when it comes out. I have a feeling it's gonna be a fucking disaster. Wait, they're making a movie? Yeah, it's like Once and Forever Power Rangers or some shit. Blue Rangers back, Black Rangers back. Oh, the yeah, the thirtieth anniversary or whatever. I don't know, man. I don't. I haven't looked into it too much. I just saw it and I was like, you know what? Western culture is dead, isn't it? <laughs> Between this, Barbie, and Oppenheimer, oh, man. And Renfield, oh, jeez. <laughs> Your good buddy Nick Cage is in it, though. Yeah, but he's, like, not the star. But, you know, Nicholas Holt is all right. He seems annoying as fuck based on the trailer, so that might be a problem. Uh, Yeah, but uh, things are looking up. Um, Shazam and Ant-Man, absolute flops. Whereas uh, John Wick 4 is doing really well. So, um, I don't know, movies might be back. I'm hearing whispers that movies are back. What do you think? No, probably not. I think movies are back. Majority of movies just get dumped onto Netflix and no one ever knows about them. So, they might not be totally back. So, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens in the future. I'm sure it'll all be bad, but fuck it, man. We're just watching Netflix shit. It's all right. There's bound to be good movies on Netflix. I know Holmes wasn't that bad. I don't know. There's not going to be like movies that change your life on Netflix, I don't think. What are you talking about? I watched uh, The Irishman. I don't know if that Irishman would have changed my life. <laughs> if I was like 16 and it was the first Scorsese movie I saw, I'd be like, oh, cool. I should watch Scorsese movies. But that, that might be about it. I don't know. I'll watch The Furies next week. Or it's actually just called Furies, not The Furies. No, I'm going to watch The Furies. So if it, uh I can't find it. Bro. I'm not watching it. It should be. It'll probably change your life. Change your life. If I fuck her once, I can fuck her twice. If I fuck her twice, I can change your life. Mm. That's my motto. I think that's just wishful thinking. No. Wrong. Right. Again, right. Radical, radical right. left wing horniness. It's going to prevail over everything. <laughs> no, over. that's just a weird form of toxic masculinity. You can fuck some woman so good you change your life. Yeah, because we fall in love. No. Toxic masculinity, falling in love isn't the cure to happiness. I think it might be. There's like not much else going on that's like you know real. Is love real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boil the universe down. It's it's atoms and shift it all out and show me just one grain of love. Um, the dopamine um shit. That's not love. That's a chemical thing. Yeah, but it's like a mixture of a bunch of different chemicals. Also, I'm like, just paraphrasing the Hogfather right now. Oh man, I don't care about any of that science bullshit. I'm out here. I'm a. I fucking. This is what I like. Like love, good feelings, having good times, appreciating other people, trying to live the best life you possibly can for yourself. I'm Nola Holmes. 2020. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It changed your life if you're a 15 year old girl, possibly. Maybe as an adult. I don't know. It made me feel pretty good after watching. It. <laughs> yeah, again, like, yeah, it was good. That was, that was pretty good. good. Uh, it's a fine movie. I had. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Fucking Netflix isn't that bad, right? But we're Come discount Turtsbury. What else? If there if streaming didn't exist, what would there be anyways? Fucking, it's all right. I don't, I don't even know. I don't know if I hate everything anymore this week. Tune in next yeah, week. Well, give, it it all yeah, well, give it a couple days. You won't hate things again. Nah, I have a feeling about Furies. <laughs> You're on your manic phase right now. Kind of. It kind of feels that way. I wonder if fucking... Well, that's content. See a revolutionary alpha male content. If you want a bitch to respect you, you got to respect her first. 
put that under your hat. Keep that in mind for all your alpha goings ons. Next week, we'll watch the Fury. We'll watch Furies. Uh, and you should go to our website, vhskvlt.com. It is full of advice for how to be alpha as fuck, the most alpha male, whoever, sigma male, all that shit. They teach you how to um, pick up girls, like physically, if they're in danger. Um, them like that. Yeah, it's all there. All the information you need on how to be alpha and super cool. And uh, there's a crash course on how to get over your version of uh, vaginas. I think, I think a lot of you guys are going to find pretty interesting. Uh, see you next week. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.